Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, bed crimers. As always, I wish you the best. To anyone new here, a warm welcome. Thank you for checking out my channel. Let me just ask that after listening to or watching this video, if you learned something or enjoyed it, please do me a favor and smash that like button. Now, let's dig in. The defendant in the Idaho 4 case, Brian Koberger, as of last Friday, is asking the court for more time to decide whether or not to offer an alibi. An alibi is evidence that the accused person was somewhere else when a crime is alleged to have taken place. Koberger's lawyer said in a new recently filed motion that because of the quote, voluminous discovery process, which is still ongoing, and because they, meaning the defense, are still investigating the charges against Koberger, deciding now whether or not to offer an alibi would be, quote, at a minimum, premature, as wading through the extensive information that makes up the case is incomplete, end quote. The bottom line here is that Koberger's lawyers are saying they need more time to decide if their client should try to use an alibi defense, saying that he was nowhere near the student's house in Moscow, Idaho, when the crime is alleged to have occurred. Apparently, the Latah County Prosecutor's Office put in a demand for Koberger's notice of alibi a day after his May 22nd arraignment. The arraignment hearing was when Koberger opted to stand silent when it was time to plead either guilty or not guilty. Per the law in Idaho, defendants are supposed to respond to such a demand within 10 days or at such different time as the court may direct with a written statement of where they claim to have been at the time of the alleged crime. The written statement must include the identities and addresses of the witnesses on whom the defendant, in this case Koberger, plans to rely for his alibi. So the defense is now asking for more time to decide if Koberger should claim he's innocent because he has an alibi. The defense is also asking that if the court is, quote, not inclined to grant their request, a hearing be set to present oral argument, evidence, and or testimony in support of their motion for more time to respond to the prosecutor's request. Oy vey, it just seems like there's hearing after hearing, 10 days for this, 60 days for this. We still don't know if the prosecution intends to seek the death penalty. I mean, if God forbid I was in Koberger's shoes, I would want to know that. Like now. Like right now. Like today. So I look this topic of an alibi defense up, and according to Section 19-519 of the Idaho State Criminal Procedures, quote, at any time after arraignment, 
before a magistrate upon a complaint and upon written demand of the prosecuting attorney, the defendant shall serve within 10 days a written notice of his intention or her intention to offer a defense of alibi, end quote. So this notice of alibi, if submitted, must state the specific place or places at which Koberger claims to have been at the time of the alleged crime and the addresses of the witnesses upon whom he intends to rely to establish his alibi. The witnesses would have to testify that they saw Koberger somewhere else when the crime was going down. Sounds like Brian Koberger may find himself in a pickle here if he wants to claim he could not have committed the crime because he has an alibi for Sunday, November 13th of 2022 between, say, 4 a.m. and 5 a.m. Koberger, to use the alibi defense, has to prove somehow that he was not at that crime scene during those hours. To prove that, he'll have to come up with evidence that shows he was elsewhere saying, for example, video footage of him in Pullman, Washington when the crime occurred, or time-stamped photos placing him at another location when the crime occurred, or eyewitnesses who can say and verify that they saw Koberger somewhere other than the student's house. Koberger could also provide credit card receipts, plane tickets, bus tickets, train tickets, any kind of documentation that proves he was somewhere else between the hours of 4 a.m. and 4.30 a.m. on that fateful Sunday. Now, if we believe that it was Koberger who was driving the white Hyundai Elantra that was captured on the gas station's security camera footage, then it's going to be kind of hard for Koberger to say he was somewhere else. But then again, no one could tell 100% who was driving that car. We didn't see an up-close image of his face, and the license plate was not captured in that footage. Koberger's defense lawyers would also have to come up with plausible explanation for why Koberger's DNA was on the snap of the leather sheath left behind at the crime scene. But all Koberger and his lawyers need to do, according to the Section 1502 of Idaho, criminal code is, quote, introduce evidence tending to show the defendant was not present at the time and place of the commission of the alleged offense. And if after a consideration of all the evidence, a juror has a reasonable doubt that the defendant was present at the time of the crime, the defendant is entitled to an acquittal meaning a judgment that he or she is not guilty of the crime. It would appear that the burden of proof for establishing an alibi is relatively low, but the more evidence a defendant has to support his claim slash alibi, the stronger his explanation becomes. But just because the prosecution has made the demand to find out if Koberger is going to offer an alibi defense doesn't mean that Koberger has to offer an alibi defense. And the prosecution is doing things by the book because it has the right to advance notice of whether a defendant plans on using the alibi defense, because this allows them to evaluate whether it's still worth bringing the case to trial. If a defendant fails to provide notice of alibi in advance and instead 
attempts to surprise the prosecutors with it in court during the trial, the defendant may be prevented from using that defense. So it sounds like Koberger has to give a heads up if he's got an alibi. And if a defendant does come up with evidence that he was not at the crime scene, the prosecution either has to present other evidence that counters the defendant's alibi, or the prosecution can use one of the following strategies. One, the prosecution can claim a defendant did not give them advance written notice of the alibi, and this would render the alibi inadmissible. Two, the prosecution can bring its own eyewitnesses and physical evidence that place the defendant at the crime scene at the time the crime occurred. Or three, the prosecution can cross-examine the defense's eyewitnesses and call their credibility into question. Do you guys remember the Lori Vallow case, the doomsday mom? Well, less than two weeks before the trial, prosecutors outlined issues that they had with her notice of alibi. Vallow's defense team filed her notice of alibi in January, nine months after she was expected to file it. In the notice, Vallow stated she was in her apartment with three other people when two of her children, J.J. Vallow and Tylee Ryan, were done in in September of 2019. The notice also stated that Lori Vallow's brother, Alex Cox, did the children in in his nearby apartment. The prosecutor then argued that Vallow's defense team had had 10 days from the day she was arraigned in district court to file an alibi notice. Prosecutors also argued that Vallow's alibi didn't apply to the charges of conspiracy to commit blank or grand theft. The prosecutors also let it be known that they were planning to call several witnesses and present business records to refute Vallow's alibi. In the end, the defense didn't call any witnesses to support Vallow, and the jury found her guilty of all the charges. So who knows how this will go in this other case involving Brian Koberger. Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories, hey, smash that like button, and I appreciate you so much. You have no idea.